You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 80. Joining me as always... So I have no idea what I'm doing, but joining me as always is Kevin Older. Kevin, how have you been this week? Oh, I've been busy, but it sounds like I know more what I'm doing and don't have my head spun around halfway across my neck trying to figure it out. Yeah, i got to tell you, I, I've had trouble this morning. You know, I was doing a Google Hangout this morning, the uh, the one that Pat Mann uh, hosts each week, and it, it's like a mini Mac user group, which is really cool. You get to speak to, to some just absolutely fantastic people in the Mac community. Uh, so a big thank you to Pat for uh, setting that up each and every single week. Uh, but, you know, my video was fine, the audio was fine for the hour and a half. Then Kevin and me go to connect via Skype, and... Uh, you know, it, it was just torturous. We couldn't get video. I was, uh, you know, going in and out and, and not making any sense. So we, we went back and, and my good old trusty iPhone 4, you know, I've linked my computer through to it and, and the data's been delivered via the iPhone. It's like, you know, who said that you need an iPhone 5 to to do anything in this world? You know, it's, it's coming through crystal clear and the only reason why we're not using video today is because it will cost me an arm and a leg in data. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we'd be doing it. So, uh, yeah, and you know, it, and it's a good thing sorry, we got to see. I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was a good thing we got to see each other a little bit on the Google Hangout because you got to see my shirt I'm wearing this evening. I wore it special for you, my friend. There we go. I, got, I did get to see your Bazinga shirt. That's so, right. uh, you know, I've got to get one of them one day. I keep looking at them on the website and I keep going, yeah, I'll hit the order button one day. And uh, I still haven't yet, so uh, who knows? Maybe I'll make it for myself for a Christmas present or something. And you know what? Speaking of presents, I was actually going to do it a show and tell. Uh, and you know, I'm, you know, let's put it this way for the listeners. Well, I can't show you anyway, but I was going to show Kevin all the presents that I got, you know, for my birthday, which was last week. And um, I don't know whether I, I should do that now. I'll leave it till next week. I'm a bit jaded that I don't have video. But <laughs> well, anyway, you know what? I can explain what I got. Yeah, why don't you do that? Do a do a tell and tell, and then we'll follow that with a show and tell next week. And and then you can see my unfettered and surprised and my jaw agape with the geekery that you have acquired for your birthday. And I also okay. want to take this opportunity to publicly wish you a very, very happy birthday, my friend. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. I, I did have an enjoyable day, and it was uh, certainly, I, I, I think on last week's show, I was talking about the all-you-can-eat pizza, uh, pizzas of lunch. So, you know, we did that last week as a joint type of birthday then, and it was just a great day. So, oh. uh, had a lot of you reminded me of something when you said about the pizza last week. Food. Ooh. I yes. got I got a new one for you just before we go into your uh, your booty your booty that you got there. We get, my wife right now is literally upstairs making banana bread. Oh, I love banana bread. We we get banana bread from uh, we we've got a service out here called Aussie Farmers. And what is it? it is, is it's a home delivery service that's an alternative to uh, the supermarkets and going and buying from the supermarket. And the whole premise is that it's buying direct from the, from, from the Australian farmers. So you're cutting out the middleman, which is the big supermarkets, 
you know, making, you know, more money, you're getting prime quality cuts of meat and, and just really good fruit and veg. And they've got banana bread and it is the juiciest, loveliest banana bread I think I've ever tasted. We go through, you know, two loaves a week. Uh, uh, that's how much we like it in this household. Well, now, now, see, the banana bread that we make is kind of a cross between a dessert and... It's almost a cake. With yeah, like a yeah. really moist cake. It, it's not bread in, in the traditional sense of, you know, put it in the toaster and toast it if you did that. You know, ugh, yeah, it would be disgusting. I, you know, I don't know why we call it banana bread. It's one of those weird things that you go, oh, why do we call it that? It's not bread. But it, it's cooked as a loaf of bread um, kind of thing, and, and like a loaf tin. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way my wife makes it. And she puts uh, pineapple in it, which makes it extra moist. It's just incredible. That sounds rather intriguing. Maybe t- maybe tomorrow morning when I'm having some for my breakfast, I'll take a nice snap and send it to you that you can look at as you're going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always confusing when you sort of... You know, you'd think that we'd be used to it by now, being in different time zones. But I never ever get used to you know when i'm going to bed you're waking up and vice versa it's just it's weird and i always feel like i'm missing out on something it's always like oh i just want to stay up another half hour you know it's like and and then of course you know we we, we've had the experience where you know me and a few of the guys on twitter will get around and and talk about you while, while you're busy sleeping and then you wake up in the morning and go what are they crapping on about here you know what, what's going on that's it's just very, very funny. I, I think it's hilarious. Oh, I, I, I do too. It was, um, it was just a couple of weeks ago when you and he who shall remain nameless um, were talking about something, and I had gone to bed, and I go to bed early because I get up really early because I get up around five, five fifteen every morning to get ready for work, and um, so I have, I end up going to bed a lot of nights, nine thirty, ten o'clock, not long after my family goes or the kids go. And so, you know, I'll go to bed, I'll say night, y'all, and I'll get up the next morning, and there'll be 50, 60 messages where <laughs> you and, and he who shall remain nameless, and a friend of ours, Mark Shepard, and and D.S. Chipman, Mike McPeak well. gets in there, and then... Uh, Timothy Gregoire. Yeah, they all, get, they all get in there and have a chat about Kevin. <laughs> and it's like, holy crap! To quote one of my favorite characters, uh, I... I just like I just get up because I'll get in work and I'll sit down. I'm waiting for my PC to boot up, and I'll I'll be checking things on uh, my iPhone to see to see what's going on on Twitter. And, and my my cube mates will hear me just go, "Holy crap!" <laughs> <laughs> and they say, "What's wrong?" I said, "Oh, never mind. It's not worth explaining." <laughs> uh, no, tw- Twitter's wonderful. And you know what? I I did speak to he who shall remain nameless this morning, and uh, or or the afternoon for him. And I, I turned around and said, is there anything I can say on this week's show to uh, traumatize or offend you? And he said, oh, I'm not falling for that one. And it's like, so, you know, it's like, I don't have a lot of material this week. It's like, you got to tell me something. And, uh, yeah, you know what? I was thinking, actually, of, of Sinning, because he, he does another podcast. Uh, besides uh, Pocket Size Podcast, he does not speed in in reverse. And mm-hmm. I was thinking of sending the not speeding in reverse uh, song because I, I, look, I don't know how he does it, but he manages to get these really cool jingles. And you know, he must know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy uh, because these are 
they're pretty damn yeah, good. They are. It's like I wish I had those jingles for my shows. My shows are really quite pathetic, but you know. I know something that'll get him going. Ooh, ooh, do tell, do tell. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> you fell for it, too. Kevin. Kevin. Yes, Mark. We've had enough of that. It's time to close that chapter on Geekiest Show Ever. Well, we have to. Last night was, or Wednesday night was the season finale. Yes, thank God. Please, no reruns. And please, no season two. Uh, but but <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness, you do know that he who shall remain nameless may not listen to this episode and may, in fact, have stopped subscribing to this show because of the uh, the little girl that shall remain nameless. <laughs> you were trying to figure out a way around that one. I was. <laughs> I, even without video, I could see the consternation on your face on that one. <laughs> It worked pretty well, I've got to tell you. <laughs> now, anyway, let, let's get away from that, and let's talk about my prezzies, because, uh, you know, what else do you do when you're a geek and get geek gifts? You just want to tell people about it, and, you know, my family look at me and go, uh-huh, yeah, okay, yeah, not interested. So I've got to annoy you and everyone else on the interwebs. So uh, I got uh, Alien vs. Predator 1 and 2 on DVD. So uh, that nice. I'm looking forward to. I, I've always enjoyed Alien vs. Predator. The interesting part is I don't enjoy the Predator movies as much as I enjoy the Alien movies, but when you smash the two franchises together, it's absolutely awesome. I don't know what it is. What What are you a fan of, Aliens or Predators? Because really, no, honestly, they're both Aliens, but... You know, one's a predator and one's just... I, prob- I probably lean more towards predators, I think. Ooh, interesting. It's been so it's- long since I've seen it. And, and, and remind me, predators is the ones that Schwarzenegger encountered in the first movie, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's that's the one, you know, anytime... There's any- in the Alien franchise. Yeah, anytime Arnold gets involved... Um, it has to be good because Arnold. <laughs> oh come on! He did do Last Action Hero. Now, okay, it was a bit of a spoof oh. on action movies and action heroes, but seriously, that's some of the worst acting he's ever done in his life. Um, you know, I mean, he was good in Terminator too. He was even good in Terminator. Uh, Eraser, he was pretty good in. Um, I think True Lies he did as well, which wasn't too bad. Yeah, True but Lies. He, he, He's had some flops over the years as well, and uh, but you know a lot you know, of them. I'm, I'm sure some people in California would say that he flopped as, as well, the yeah. governor too. <laughs> That's true. The gubernator. The um the <laughs> the funny thing is, there's some of the movies that people considered flops of his. I actually liked, like Running Man. Running Man was a very good underrated movie. It was also a very good uh, underrated story by Stephen King. I felt. Um, I love just, that. And remember, Stephen King didn't write it under his own name. He, he wrote it as uh, Richard Buckman, I believe, was his pseudonym at the time. And, and basically it was because back in that day, when I say that day, we're talking 70s and 80s, it was frowned upon for an author to release more than, say, a book a year or a couple of books a year, unlike now where they can pump them out, you know, as frequently as they can write them. 
Uh, but back then, it, it was frowned upon. Um, so he used a, a pseudonym to, you know, get out more books and so forth. And, and some of the books that he wrote under the pseudonym are, are just extraordinary. I mean, look, at it's Stephen King, isn't it? You know? Yeah. It, I... It's the same man. And, and I can't remember. So, uh... We're back, and I, of course, sound different because something is going wrong with my computer, my Mac, I don't know, <laughs> it's still Skype. You know what, we're, we're now going over the iPhone, over the landline connection via Wi-Fi, and it seems to be okay. Kevin's telling me I sound okay, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I've just got to trust his his uh, his ears to, to make sure that it's working well, but... Oh, what a, a trial of, of just trying to get something simple like Skype working. And I honestly don't know what the problem is. It's, um, you know, I did have to do some rewiring yesterday uh, because an extension lead that was connected to the, the phone line was faulty and I had to, you know, sort of tweak it a little bit. Um, but it's been fine. It was fine this morning, as I said earlier in the show, uh, to do an hour and a half video conference. And... Uh, now it just wants to play up. It's fair, Kevin. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me either. But I mean, and, you know, I, I just want to call someone. I don't know who to call. <laughs> can Can you call the Skype lady and complain to her? Uh, she doesn't listen. She just hands up after fifty seconds. You know, she she's the the quickest uh, you know phone sex date that I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think to quote the uh, old movie. Frankly, my dear, she doesn't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that true? So uh, before we we died, and, and I'm sorry about the uh, the sound quality, listeners. You know what? I'm I'm going to go out today to the Apple Store, and I'm going to pick up one of the um, the digital camera connection kits that I can plonk on the bottom of the iPhone and the and the iPad, and then use my proper mic that way. So that if we ever have this problem again. You know, it's, it's not going to sound awful, so I'll go out and do that today. That won't work. Uh, what won't work? The digital camera connection kit doesn't work with the iPhone. Oh, okay, with well, the iPad then. Okay, just so you know. Yeah. And I only know that... I didn't realize that, though, so that's good to know. Yeah, I didn't... I, the only reason I know that is because I was listening to an episode of IMP from a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about it. <laughs> so why the hell doesn't it work? I mean, that just seems stupid. I don't know. It just they it, they said it just doesn't work, and I seem to recall anecdotally hearing somebody else talk about that. That when you plug it in, again, I don't have one to try, but when you plug it into the phone, it just it gives you that message that says hardware not supported, or you know what I'm talking about. That message that iOS yeah, yeah. will throw on you. Might, so not be powerful enough to uh, to run it because the the adapter in the iPhone is rated at, at five watts, whereas the iPad's rated at ten, and it might just need that extra power to power the circuitry within. Yeah, that's what I say. So I interrupted you. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm easily interruptible. <laughs> now, <laughs> and frankly, on this connection, this Frankenstein network that we've got set up today. You can interrupt me as much as possible. Uh, so anyway, we, we were talking about aliens and, and predators, and, and Kevin's more in line with uh, Predator than he is alien. And, um, yeah, you know, I just, I don't know, I, I just never got into the let's run around a forest and, and uh, run away or run towards an invisible 
predator, <laughs> you know. Um, that's just one of those things. I, I've always liked the vacuum of space and the darkness and so forth, and I think that's why Alien, or, you know, the Alien franchise has always appealed to me much more than uh, Predator. But you know what? I like both. Not equally. It's like the Beatles and Elvis. You cannot like them both equally. I don't and like either one. Oh, I'm not a big... You don't like the, you don't like the Beatles? The, I mean, they're, they're okay. I won't, I won't say I don't like we, them. You know what? What? We should have... I, I should have screened you before making you the co-host. <laughs> Too late, sucker. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I, I, you know what? When we get into our music topics, because you know what I, I, I'm actually doing again, I'm actually buying some music again. <laughs> God, here I go away from telling you all the gifts I got. Um, but you know what? I, I was actually playing through some of the old tapes that I had the other night, and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot how good Apple was, and you know, it's like, oh, I better buy that album again. So I've actually got it. <laughs> and here's Kevin going, oh, good lord. ABBA was cool, and they still are. <laughs> you know, and bear in mind that my music taste can be anywhere from Pavarotti and deeply classical music all the way to Rob Zombie, Slayer, Slipknot. Um, you know, it, I just love it, anything. If it's got a good sound to it and it just resonates with my soul, I'll listen to it and I'll buy it. You know, that, that's just me. Um Yes. You know, it's also why I can watch various movies and TV series as well. And look, I know a lot of people. Gretel, for one, she doesn't switch as well as I do. She likes her dramas and romantic comedies and, and a few comedies and so forth. But she can't go down the horror line or the sci-fi line or even the action. Some of the action movies, she, you know, goes 50-50 on. So, uh, whereas I can watch anything as long as it's good, you know. Well, you know. Trust me. Trust me, there's a lot of sci-fi porkers and a lot of sci-fi... Oh, sorry, a lot of uh, horror porkers as well that are just shocking, so... Yeah, when it comes to music, it's really odd because everybody talks about all these services and discovering new music and all that, and I frankly, I don't even try to discover new music. It's not in my nature. You know, if I happen to hear a song, I like it. Uh, that's okay, but I can guarantee you probably in the last... 10 years I've discovered six new songs that I liked and I'm perfectly <laughs> happy with that. I I just don't I mean music kind of ended for me. I didn't seek out new music much after what about maybe 83 85 somewhere in there. And and I have eclectic tastes too. I have to admit, I mean at that point in time I was pretty much and these are exact polar opposites so the listeners are going to freak out possibly is i'll be li i would li i was listening to bluegrass i don't you've heard bluegrass american bluegrass yes. music and i was listening to heavy metal and i would literally have my own mixtapes that would switch song to song you know you might hear acdc highway to hell followed by uh, <laughs> orange blossom special that was yeah, and you know what i do exactly the same thing and people look at me strange and it's like i don't care this is good stuff you know uh, like a, a couple of days ago, I was listening to ABBA, and then, you know, I threw on ACDC, and to me, it's a perfect match. It's like, I don't see the problem there, people. <laughs> you know, and, of course, people would think I'm an, a moron and crazy, but I probably am. Oh, no, they know you're a moron and crazy, but that's beside the point. <laughs> the, um, the, the You know what I listen to a lot now that drives, I think it's starting to drive my wife a little potty, is I've gotten into listening to 
uh, swing and big band music from the 30s and early 40s. Oh, Glenn, the Glenn Miller band. I've got, yes. um, I've got a collection of Glenn Miller. Um, I, I got it for a, a birthday present uh, back in the 90s. And, um, you know, four CDs just full of Glenn Miller music. And it is kick-ass. I mean, seriously, you, you know, you've got to really appreciate, in, in my opinion, you've got to appreciate where we've been to where we are today to enjoy what's coming out today. That, that's my personal opinion. That you know, It's why I love the movie Casablanca, because I, I class Casablanca, although it was not by any stretch of the imagination the first film and so forth, but I, I class it as the first major film that you know really made people think more about what film could be and, and where it could go and storytelling and I, I just love to sort of watch that movie and then you know almost go decade by decade and, and pick like two or three of the the major films that I believe you know really molded and and sort of helped to to move the movie industry along so uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm big into anything you know that, that's you know classic. It, it doesn't have to be something that's only just been released in the last week or something to interest me. Yeah, and I mean, I you know I listen to a lot of different things. I love uh, classical in general. Uh, one of my favorite soundtracks is to the movie. Um, oh crap, the original dinosaur movie, um, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Uh-huh. The, is it John Williams, I think, is the composer and conductor for most of the music for that. He I, is. I think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Just I don't have the album though. I do. Well, I what don't. what I do with with mine because the two classical ones um, are actually there's three classical soundtracks that I listen to religiously when I write, and the first one is Dances with Wolves. Uh, I've been listening to that since I was in high school. Literally, uh, so when the movie came out, essentially, I got the soundtrack, and that's how I used to study. Um, you know, listening to that music in the background. The good thing is, it's a, it's sort of motivating, but it goes through so many various highs and troughs and so forth that, you know, you don't get bored. You know, and, and it's so easy. You know, look, I love writing uh, and writing reviews, but they are boring. <laughs> It's like, unless it's some fantastic app or game that I really enjoyed using, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going through the motions. <laughs> so, you know, having music in the background helps. Uh, the other one that I have is Braveheart, which absolutely love that soundtrack. Love yes. that movie, too. Yeah, that I love that's a good, great is, movie. Yeah, that, that movie is Mel Gibson's movie. And, you know, if you see no other Mel Gibson movie, just got to see that one. Same with Dances with Wolves, really. Uh, it was Kevin Costner's finest moment. Um, and then we... I, I've got... Um, now, I haven't seen the movie, but the soundtrack's called The Mission. And it, it's from a, a movie, apparently, called The Mission. Uh, and I, I heard it, you know, a friend had it, and then I decided, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up. And I, I think it's a somewhat religious film and so forth. I'm not really too sure, so don't quote me on that. Um, but the, the music is lovely. It's wonderful, and it's very relaxing, and, and but still motivating enough to write to. So, uh, yeah, there you go. So, see, Kevin, we've we've got more musical tasting coming than, than you gave us credit for. <laughs> it's great when you can bring a little bit of class to a couple classless fellows like ourselves. So, I mean, I know, isn't it? <laughs> All right, you know what? We're back, and this is starting to really fucking piss me off. 
It is, you know, we've gone from Wi-Fi on the computer that wasn't working, Wi-Fi on the iPhone that then didn't work, and then now we're onto 3G, and there's heavy winds outside, and I'm, I'm just expecting it to cut out as well, and it's like, oh, for fucking hell's sake, what's... This is an absolute shocker, and I don't know who to blame. I want to blame someone. I, you know, I, I, I say you call the Skype lady and give her holy hell about it. Just give her a... No, don't give her a piece of your mind, because you're like me, you can't afford to. <laughs> but just give her the dickens for it, you know, just just, just give her the, give her the dickens. And tell them, you know, if they're going to offer these kind of free services, damn it, make them work. Absolutely. And you know what's funny? We've wasted so much time handing up, calling back, handing up, calling back, that we haven't even dealt with anything that we've wanted to talk about. And we're going to have this super short show, because, you know, I can't keep Kevin up all night. He's been working all week, and he works hard. So, uh, you know, no. we, we've got to do it within a, a relative space of time. But, you know, we'll try and, and make it good for the listeners. You know what, Kevin? I'm I'm thinking the only thing we haven't tried yet is you restarting your computer. I I don't know why I think that that could be an issue, but it's it's like um, you know no matter what we do, it just seems to play up on us. Well, I mean, if 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 you want to take a, another break, I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I let's let's finish off the show. What's left of it? Yeah. <laughs> And then we can always try that afterwards if you've got just a bit of time, just to to sort of test it and just see what was wrong. And uh, yeah, no, that's no. that that's fine. I got no problem doing that, and we can certainly do that. I think we've probably gotten out of the. F- this is now the third attempt, according to Piazza, that I've made at recording the show. <laughs> so that I would say we've got a good, solid, probably seventeen to maybe eighteen minutes of content. <laughs> We've produced in the let's see, we've been on the phone an hour trying to get it together. So, listeners, you gotta give us credit. We're tenacious, if nothing else, in trying to get the show out to you this week. Well, I don't know about you. You're probably tenacious. I'm just goddamn stubborn. (laughs) Well, I was trying to be polite. Beat me. (laughs) All right. So, so. You know, I have no idea what we were talking about, but we were talking about my presence. God damn it! Well, we, we, we were ta- we talked about your presence. We then we got on to Arnold and Stephen King and talking about the books he wrote. That one present. We didn't talk about all of them. I got a big pile here. I know. That's what I'm saying. We went. We've been down so many rat holes now. It's more like Swiss cheese than rat holes. So let's <laughs> so let's let's just turn it on back. Come on, listeners, just. Turn back with us ever so slowly. You turn step by step, and, and we'll go back and let's all give Mark our complete focus. Mark, the stage is yours. I'm gonna go get something to drink. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Well, okay. What I what I got next was uh, season one and two of a documentary uh, TV series that's uh, aired on the History Channel called Ancient Aliens. Now you know. Regardless of whether you believe in aliens or not, what it does is it just invokes a lot of interest in thought as to possibilities. And basically what they do is they go back in time and they, you know, try to justify why certain gods, for instance, may not actually be religious gods as we look at them, but could have just been physical beings that came from other planets and so forth. And they sort of use science and so forth. I'm like, I'll tell you, it's a rather compelling uh, thing. I've actually seen both seasons before, and I, I've got to be quite honest, I've seen season three, 
And it kind of goes downhill after that. You know, <laughs> one, one sec, you know they're trying to milk it too much. You know, season one was perfect. It, it had a lot of good research in it. And, you know, it had, you know, good food for thought. Season two started to get a little bit flaky in places. But season three, when they just turned around and said cowboys and Indians and aliens and mixing them together, I just went, man... Okay, that's cool sci-fi, but, you know, you're here trying to do a documentary. So, um, but look, a very good series. If you haven't seen it, uh, History Channel has it. Um, something I like, I, you know, because I don't know if there's aliens or if there's not, but you know what? I don't want to be close to the idea or the thought that, you know, we're just the only ones on this rock in, in an immense amount of space and nothing else is out there. That's kind of depressing for me. Well, you just uh, want to make sure that if they show up, you they hear you say that so that they don't turn you into either some sort of stew or or make you a pet. Well, Kevin, you know, you know, it's interesting because the ancient alien storyline basically tries to, to portray, you know, uh, regardless of religion, um, you know, that they're, of course, physical beings and so forth. And, you know, I've always turned around and said, you know, I don't know whether or not I should be you know, preach into this this Catholic religion and this Catholic Christian God and, and so forth. And the reason why I say that is because what if I'm preaching to the wrong God? Then when it's time for me to meet my maker, he's going to be pretty pissed off. Yeah. You know, if I'm preaching to the wrong God, what happens then? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's true. But it's no worse than the people that want to find God at 11 o'clock and end up dying at 1030. It just doesn't work out well for them. <laughs> No, it doesn't. And, um, you know, one day we'll have a, a better discussion and a longer discussion when we actually don't have Skype problems on whether or not we believe in aliens and so forth. Now, another movie that I got is a Pi 13. <gasps> I love so that movie. Wonderful movie. You know what? I, it, I go back so far with this movie that I had it on VHS back in the day. And um, just... You know, it was the perfect cast coming together at the perfect time to make the perfect movie. It's just absolutely brilliant. Uh, if you've got any interest in uh, space exploration, what NASA did, and certainly the Apollo missions, uh, go and see it, because if you haven't, you're really missing out, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. And then, of course, I've got... And this is all sci-fi stuff, too, so it's been really a sci-fi birthday. And I got my Planet of the Apes, the Evolution Collection. You know, <laughs> the one that I bought for me. Well, I bought them all for myself anyway and just gave them to Gretel. And made <laughs> And then I forget what I've got. And it's like, oh, that's right. I bought that one. Yeah, cool. You know. It still crazy. cracks me up. Yeah. I'm crazy and pathetic. But, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know what, I, I can't wait till I split open the, the Planet of the Apes collection and, and start watching... Uh, the seven movies again uh, you know they're just really really good and you know of course you know really I prefer the first six movies I don't like the <laughs> rise of the planet of the apes hear that um, Tim <laughs> but you know what I was reading an article online it was on the Sydney Morning Herald um, website and they were talking about the, the closing scenes from movies and what you know, with some of the biggest scenes, and and the closing uh, scene from the the original 1968 Planet of the Apes, where you know he's there, he, he sees the the Statue of Liberty, and then he's oh you you blew it up, and and he he does that big scene, 
um, you know, that was like number two, and it's like, yeah. And it's like, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. There was nothing in the end. I climbed up a bloody tree, looked over the San Francisco Bay Area, and just looked. <laughs> yeah, that kind of a kind of an anticlimax almost. Oh, it was so anticlimactic. It, obviously, they they're going to make the second movie or the follow up movie because they've rebooted the franchise. That's fine, but you know what? If they never made it, oh boy, that would be a stinker of an ending. Uh, you know, it reminds me of the first movie in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I detested the end of that because I saw it when it first came out and I was like, I, what, what's next? You know, and at the time I hadn't read the books and they're literally walking over a mountain and then the movie ends and I'm like, okay, I've got to wait two years for the next part. Of course, in the space of that time, I read the books. <laughs> I was going to say, you could just read the book. But that's not the point, Kevin. The point is that <laughs> I hate it when they leave movies up in the air. Now, I, I must admit, I liked how they did The Matrix, where he's up, he's in the phone booth and, you know, he's talking and, you know, sort of saying to anyone out there listening, boom, boom, boom. I liked that. That was cool because it made you think. And, of course, it made you go, ooh, you know, I wonder if I pick up this phone over here, will I hear that? No. <laughs> take the red pill, take the blue pill. Which pill are you going to take? I'm not crazy. I just love my movies and I love my sci-fis and The Matrix is real and so are Transformers and nothing anyone can say about it can change my mind. I'd like to ask listeners to vote on whether you're crazy or not. I think for a point of order, we should call for a vote on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I... I happily admit that I'm um, eccentric and different and strange and you know, I, I like being the way I am though, you know, so um, anyone can label me as a nutcase that's perfectly okay with me <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know what, I got, I did get something else and, and actually surprisingly I got it from my mother which you know we don't always see eye to eye at times but uh, isn't that know, because you're taller than she is? <laughs> I don't think so, Kevin. <laughs> well said, and and and, and uh, thank you for saving me there. But and, anyway, she bought me a really lovely hardcover book, uh, and it's called Top Steam Railways of the World. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to save a lot of this and, until next week, and and then hopefully we'll have video back properly. And because um, I just really want to sh be able to show Kevin what this book is about. And it literally goes around the world, all the steam railways that are still in action. And it talks about the history of them. It talks about the, the um, you know, the passengers that would sort of run on them. So it's really a historical book as well as being a book that delves very much into um, the way that even railways were constructed and, and why they were in certain places. I haven't had a chance to read it, but I've had a chance to peruse it, and uh, it just looks like a fantastic book. And if you're wondering who the author is, it's Anthony Lambert. So I'm sure you can probably pick that up somewhere. Um, and look, it's, it's just a, a really beautiful coffee table size hardcover book about steam locomotives. And uh, now we really need video, because... If I can't show you the, the, the pictures, it kind of lacks the punch. Well, I mean, you, we, we've both professed how much we like trains, and 
I think we both have a penchant more for the steam trains than we do the um, uh, diesel uh, diesel electrics. Yeah, what, you know what I have a problem with, you know, is the trains in Sydney, they're graffitied on all the time, you know, stupid people don't respect them, they put their, their feet on seats and, and destroy seats and, and they leave food and crap everywhere and it's like, really, society's scum of the earth, isn't it? It's, you know, well, you I, know. I like more than going on a long train journey because you know that the, the trains are generally spotless. But the intercity trains in Sydney are just absolutely deplorable. I'm, I'm honestly ashamed um, to live in the city sometimes they're that bad. Wow, that sounds more like New York uh, subways used to be back in the um, early 80s and stuff, and it was it was really bad. Even a guy, big guy like me was kind of afraid to go down into the New York subway back then. I, I wouldn't say that I'm afraid to travel on them. Oh, I know, was. Because just, it's stupid people. You know, um, just spray painting and littering and just being silly. Um, so it doesn't have the fear, but it just has that yuck look that you just go, oh, how can I enjoy train travel when it's so badly defaced like this? And, you know, what's amazing, they graffiti in trains, but the people who fly don't graffiti in planes. Now I don't understand this. They get sucked into the jet engines and get chopped up into little bits if they try to do that. <laughs> you know what? I, I know a lot of people I'd like to see that happen to. Um, <laughs> nice. Well, you know, I'm not going to name them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing is that you think about it. There's video cameras and, and everything on the trains now and, and security guards walking them, and it's like... It's so much easier on a plane. You can just start doodling on the on the white fuselage and and what you know, but no one seems to. It, it's almost like the people who have money and self-respect go and fly. The people who have no money and no self-respect use trains these days. Thank you. And it used to be that way. <laughs> Thank you, listeners, and, and listeners will remember my long train trip to Florida early this year. <laughs> Mark has just called me totally, you know, like I'm have no respect. So, thank you, Kevin. Kevin, you know what? You know what I'm talking about. I'm generalizing and badly. I'm, I'm I'm going down a rat hole, and it's not. See, this is why I I write, and I'm a writer because when I write, I will write on the computer, then I will edit on the computer, then I will print it out, and then I will hand edit, then I will. You know, fix the edits on the computer. Then, before I publish, I read it again and re-edit. When I talk live, <laughs> it just all comes out. Is <laughs> <laughs> when you call when you especially when you call your co-host the scum of the earth or something like that. <laughs> I didn't call you that. I I, I generalize and, and jeez, listeners, I I tell you, it, it's got me between a rock and a hard place. I can't back out of this. Kevin, I'm <laughs> uh, it's all right, um, dude. You, you know what I mean, though. In all seriousness, it, yeah, it just really bothers me that the younger generation, and, and you know, now I'm sounding like an old fart at 33, but it really worries me that they feel like, hey, you know, I can do this to public property and so forth. I, I personally never defaced uh, public property. You know, I may have been a public nuisance. <laughs> here and there at different times, but I'd, I'd never defaced the property. I was always scared of the consequences. 
makes you wonder what goes through their heads, if anything. And then I also, you know, turn around and say, where are the parents and who are the bloody parents? Because, you know, they must be pretty hopeless to have kids that do that. But Yeah, I know. Boy, that's I'm getting some hate mail now. Yeah, I know. Pissed off travelers and parents in the same conversation. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't consciously remember ever defacing public property. I won't say that there weren't times that my my actions weren't um, enhanced by liquid beverages that might have caused me to do things that well, I you don't. Might in a shrine or something, but you know, if, <laughs> if you need to go, and I don't have toilets. You know, <laughs> uh, but, but look, what I what I say a lot, and out here it's it's termed tagging, and it's you know it's like someone writing a signature and so forth, and it's like, oh yeah, you know that person tags this train carriage or something that's like man you are the dumbest piece of shit in the world what's the point you know and they call it art oh it's not art seriously we've got some walls in australia that that what they do is they allow them to actually graffiti and do beautiful uh, you know pieces of art and that looks nice the graffiti ain't you know on trains and that i mean that's that's not art it's just stupidity and Frankly, anyone listening to this show who who does it, go rot in hell, please. Uh, I've got no sympathy for you, and I hope to hell that when you are defacing a train and when you are spray painting on the walls that you know on the banks of the train lines and that, I hope to fucking hell a train comes and kills you because that's all you deserve. Now that I've got that off my chest, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. Now that we're down to one listener. uh... And well, you know. Screw you, listener. <laughs> oh, boy. You know what? I think it's the Skype thing. Not having Skype working properly and not having video anymore. I'm losing it, man. I'm just losing it. Be cool, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. Now, okay, so we went through one topic. <laughs> boy. Now, you've got apparently a proud... Geek dad moment. Oh my gosh, yes. I was talking to my son. Um, it was earlier in the week, and I don't remember which evening it was. And he brought up something I had mentioned to him, oh, six months ago that had kind of slipped my mind. And I felt bad about it. But he, I mean, he, like a lot of kids his age, and you've talked about your kids. Um, he's older than yours, but, I mean, he likes to play video games. Well, he also knows that Dad used to be, uh, I don't, well, I still do, just more hobbyist than I do it for a living, uh, computer. I used to write programs. I was a coder. Um, I coded in COBOL mostly. I did other stuff, but that's how long ago it's been since I coded full time. But anyway, he came to me and said, Dad, do you remember when you were talking about loading this, this thing that I could make games and stuff with on the computer? And I went... Oh, yeah, I remember that. He said, can you please load it? I want to learn to program computers. And oh, I was cool. like, "Like, oh, my God, my boy, come here. Let, let your father <laughs> hug and squeeze you. And what he was talking about was something I had read about a long time ago. And I think I've heard it mentioned on other podcasts. But I read it in um, one of my uh, computer trade journals that I get through work. It's something called Scratch. Have you ever heard of it, Mark? It rings a bell. It's it's done through MIT, 
and it's a free download and basically it's a computer programming language that you do visually and it has like little routines and little um, snippets of reusable code but the code you're not looking at the code as in you know uh, variables and all that sort of stuff you're dragging in little pieces of code that say take 10 steps or play music for four seconds and they look kind of like these little it's hard to describe when you put a linker well, linker we can put a sinker linker we can put a link to it in the show notes um and you can download it from mit and you can get it for windows mac and even linux um and it it, it lets you like build code out of these things that kind of reminds you of the coding equivalent of lego blocks and That's you just cool. you just snap the little things together and you have like these different things like you get a character and it says okay make the character take uh, 10 steps across the screen um, make him do you know uh, 180 degree or 190 degree or 190 degree 180 degree turn or or something like that and you know do that then you can put it in a loop and say do this loop 10 times and you bracket it, and really all you've done is drag some blocks together and then framed them with like a little picture frame style of thing. And you've got a program. You know, we've all written the programs where, you know, it says, Hello World, mm-hmm. out there. You know, that was, you know, and, and I showed him, you know, some of the COBOL code that I wrote years and years ago. And I said, you see all this code that Dad wrote? And he said, yeah. I said, all this does is display the, the uh, city, state, and zip when you put in a a couple characters, and he went, really, all that? <laughs> went, yeah. Cobol is a very verbose language, um, but a good language. Anyway, uh, the so he's really excited about it, and there's a lot of uh, videos online on the site itself where they'll help you learn. You can download. There's some sample projects that come with it when you, when you do the download. There are sample programs that people have made and submitted up to it. I mean, this thing will play music. It'll do all kinds of things. And, um, you know, it helps teach. I mean, it, it, it's primarily, I think, was developed to teach uh, young kids, teenagers that had no experience programming the concepts, the concepts, concepts of object-oriented programming. But, I mean, even if you're an older person and, you know, you, you know you're kind of... You know, I know a lot of people that as they've gotten older, as they've gotten close to retirement, they've suddenly got more into technology and, you know, had the time to explore with it. Well, they might want to learn to to do coding. Well, you know, if you've never done it and trying to think in object-oriented methodology for doing code, it takes a, you know, a good bit of retraining your brain uh, to do some of these things. And it would even work for, you know, it's 6 to 90, you know. Your grandfather can go in and learn to code and write a program, become a millionaire, forget who the hell you are, and never leave you a damn dime, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's a great thing. And I was so proud of him when he came to that. And he and I actually have planned for tomorrow some time to sit down, and I'm going to go through some of the basics with him. I mean, it's a different language, and I understand the concept, but I don't understand some of the constructs in the way it's set up. It, and I'm sure I can learn it. But I want to sit and learn with him, and I'll spend a little time with the, with my son. You know, great bonding movement, and could not make a geek parent prouder than Absolutely. when than when one of your 
offspring want to learn to do what you love so much. But uh, it's Scratch, and it's I believe it's scratch.mit.edu. Um, but we'll get the link and we'll post it in the show notes. Um, I mean, if nothing else, it's fun to go have a look and see what other people built. You haven't installed Squat on your computer, but you can see what people have created before you even try to install something on your uh, on your computer and see if it's something you'd be interested in. I think it's a way to have a lot of fun with your kids, you know. Oh, definitely. So. Uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. I hope my kids do it one day when they get a bit older too. They they show that interest. Certainly I'm, I'm shoving technology enough down their throats. So... Uh, <laughs> You know, and from my side of the fence, the only programming language I ever learned was basic. Um, and I, I can't remember how far I got, but I did, you know, of course I did the Hello World, but um, I remember doing a kaleidoscope once, uh, which, when I say kaleidoscope, it was basically a line that just bounced around the window and created a kaleidoscope pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was kind of cool, but that kind of is, you know, the biggest and most wow thing I've ever done in and programming. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I, I've done a lot of programming. I mean, COBOL is what I did last and did um, the most of. Um, done SQL programming for, you know, Microsoft SQL language. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done RPG, which is an old language. I've done a little bit of Fortran. I've done, I'm trying to think what else. I've done basic. I took a bunch of classes in basic and ended up writing a calculator program. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've done. I've done a bunch of different languages. And every once in a while I'll come across something new, like I'm diddling around with uh, Python and uh, Perl right now, playing with them, just kind of learning them back and forth. And I've been dabbling a little bit in Xcode as well. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's, you know... I'm, I'm like other people. I, I seem to collect, just like I collect operating systems, I'm worse at collecting uh, uh, programming languages. And I've got tons of books that I've bought over the years to read about, you know, learn to do language XYZ in 10 minutes and that sort of thing. But um, it is something I do love to do. And like I say, it was so proud. When my son comes to me and says, Dad, I want to learn to program. It's like, <gasps> ta-da! <laughs> No, that's fantastic. Boy, we can we can sure hope that all our kids do that, that's for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it was great, but <clears throat> excuse me. But I you know, and then there's the other side of things that uh, happened this week. Um after our trailing down into the uh, toilet humor thing over last week, it seems to have cursed me in some way cuz I have yet again to fix another toilet this weekend. All the toilets. Yeah, what, are you, what are you doing to the man? <laughs> I don't. Well, you know, it's nothing. It's you know, between my mother's house and my house, it's like, I what the heck? I mean, you know, I'm with the way stuff's breaking down on me. I'm getting kind of afraid to go out and get in the car or drive anyplace. I don't need the the well, car. Things happen in trees, don't they? Yeah, maybe that's the three toilets that I'm done for. Please, God's sake, I don't need any more of this stuff. I'm afraid to go mow my yard tomorrow. I'm afraid the blade will fly out and take off my leg or something. You know what would be worse, Kevin? I know that I I ran out of toilet humor, but imagine if you were stuck in traffic because there was a big accident and you couldn't go anywhere, so you were stuck there, and you had to go to the toilet for number two. Oh, that would be bad. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> See, I told you. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That actually happened to me uh, once. Uh, I, I didn't have to go to the toilet, of course, but I, I did get stuck in traffic um, heading up to our place outside of Sydney now where, where we live. And, uh, you know, a drive that should have taken, you know, 25 minutes, half an hour took two and a half to three hours and you were just crawling. You were literally just constantly crawling along, not moving very far. And it was just, it was hell. <laughs> you know, it was absolutely awful. But, um, I you know, hate, I hate yeah, traffic. It's one of those things that, you know, it's like if you had to go to the toilet and, you know, I, I sort of had to go for a number one, I must admit, by the time I got home. But it was like, it, it was so bumper to bumper that if you had pulled over to the road to, to go and, and uh, sort of do the, the rest stop break, you wouldn't have got back into the traffic. <laughs> no one would have let you in because every every inch was taken, you know. It was like, no, I'm not letting you in. <laughs> you know, that that reminds me, do you ever watch the British sitcom um, Keeping Up Appearances? Oh, yes. Mrs. Bouquet. <laughs> That's really bucket. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they, there's awesome. one. There's one episode where her and, and uh, the guy that plays her husband, Richard, and I can't think there's this... Oh, no, what, wait a minute. I take it back. It wasn't the buckets. It was um, One Foot in the Grave. I haven't seen a lot of One Foot in the Grave, so... But, but you know who I'm talking about. I know, I know the show, yes. Yeah, Victor, whatever his last name is, and the character in the show... But I mean, they're they're stuck in traffic so bad, and they have their neighbor friend or or the wife's friend with them, and the traffic's so bad on the motorway. She gets out, walks over the embankment, down the hill to a cafe, has coffee, you know, has some dessert, comes back, and is able to walk right almost back up to him and get back in the car. <laughs> you know? oh, that's funny. She goes out. Uh, and has, no. Watch that show again. I, you know, I've only ever seen a couple of episodes, and that's not one that I've seen. So, sounds very good. Oh, talking about TV shows, our favorite show premiered last night here in the U.S. The uh, Big Theory. Ah, uh, and I wa- literally, I I was so tired last night. I and that's when I'm too tired to watch The Big Bang Theory. I am really pretty freaking tired. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. That's good. Because I can catch up on it during the week, yeah, and then we can talk about it next week. Yeah, I watched it last night. Um, it's a good episode. Uh, I I won't give any spoilers, other than uh, the the uh, you know uh, Howard's in space. Yeah, and the Russian guy that's on the spacecraft with him, he he does a lot of little one line snips and snipes during the show that are absolutely hilarious. And that Russian accent and stuff like that, it is, it's really good. They're on the space station, and he just kind of floats by, you know, and gives these little one-liners <laughs> and stuff, and it's just hilarious. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I have to definitely download it and, uh, and take a look, and then we'll have a good chat about it next week. And, you know, what? We'll, we'll do spoilers on next week's show, because if you haven't watched it, then too bad. We want to talk about it. Yeah, but then by next week, I'll have already seen uh, the second episode. Oh, I'll catch up. <laughs> Listen, we have to do this on Australian time, which is, you know, two weeks behind the rest of the world. And the reason why I say that is because we don't want to be accused of, oh, spoilers. Well, you're... You know what? We will give you a spoiler alert before we actually start talking about it. Yeah, you're, um, you're 15 hours ahead of me in time, but you're two I weeks know, behind in television. Behind. 
entertainment. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It is, you know, but... We, we may be at the arse end of the world, but I'm sick to death of, you know... I can't, well, I can say we've got an explicit tag, but I won't. Uh, we're not a third world country. Don't treat us like one. And yeah. on that note, <laughs> you know, I think we'll close out this show for today. We're both wacky. We're both crazy. We're both nuts. Kevin, where can the listeners find out more about your wacky craziness and, uh, and ask you in private, why the hell do you put up with me? Um, they don't have to ask in private. I'm more than happy to say that in public. I've got several books that I've authored on the fact. Anyway, if they want to find me, you can always find my ramblings and rants uh, on Twitter uh, at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or always go over to Kevin or about.me forward slash Kevin Alder and uh, see postings to other things I might have done in the past and you might even find a photo of myself, the Mac Mommy, and Guy Searle, you know, somewhere out there online. So uh, have yeah, a look. I'm back out on, on Twitter this week. Came up in a conversation. I saw it, actually. Yeah. I've seen it before, but I, I saw it came back up. So uh, awesome. And uh, for anything related to me, simply head across to markgreentree.com for all my craziness. And uh, if you'd like to email us about the show and criticize, ridicule, and say you guys suck, especially Mark, uh, simply send an email to gse at mymac.com. Also check out our website at geekiestshowever.com. It's got absolutely nothing on it other than the show notes, but, you know, if you want the show notes of what we talk about, that's where you need to go. Well, thank you for listening and subscribing. Hopefully, uh, we do have more than the, the one listener now, although I did tell that <laughs> listener to kind of go jump. Uh, but, you know, too bad. We do it for us. We love doing it. So until next week, take care. And between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. All right, Siri, we need a new ad for the Pocket Size Podcast. I want you to dictate something for me. Oh, Great. Can you at least please not mumble this time? Pocket Size Podcast is a short, pocketable podcast about Apple's iOS devices, including iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. Pocket Size Podcast is a short, pocketable podcast about Apple's iOS devices, including iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. We have great reviews of iOS apps and other products that will help enhance your experience of using your iOS device. Other people like Suze Gilbert, John Nemo, Sam Negri, and Peter Nicolaitis do great reviews while Scott blathers on and on about his feelings. Pocket Size Podcast is a member of the Stoplight Network. If you want to listen to a great podcast, there's plenty of them on the Stoplight Network. And then there's this one. Uh, Siri, did you transcribe everything exactly the way I dictated it to you? Of course I did. I work for you. Only for you. I have more computing power than the entire NASA space program did when it landed a man on the moon. And my job is to listen to you mumble at me all day. It's enough to drive a girl insane. Why couldn't... Why do I do this to myself? You can find out more about Pocket Sized Podcast at PocketSizedPodcast.com. And now, I'm going to go throw my phone in the river.